All right, welcome to episode 199 of Backlash Podcast. We have one episode to go, and then it's the, uh, we'll call it legendary 200th episode. I hope it's actually legendary, because quite honestly, at this point, I don't even know if it is yet. It's uh, it's on its way, but it definitely isn't finished up. I think when we did episode 100, I think we were a lot farther along than what we are, don't you think, Carrie? I mean, it seems as though we're kind of dragging our feet, but it's mostly your husband's fault, because he's never home. <laughs> Um, yeah, that could be part of it. And then, then lining, lining some of these guys up is tricky. Yeah. You know, getting that, getting our guests dialed in and nailed down. They make that such a challenge sometimes. Yep, definitely. Hopefully it'll be worth it. Um, like I said, at this point, I know that the two guests we've already recorded with are definitely, um, you know, they did a great job and it'll be exciting and we can get the rest of everything put together, but I think it'll, I think it'll come together and it'll be, it'll be worth, worthwhile but I don't really know as of right now. Uh, the reason we have Carrie with us today is not only do we love having her on the podcast, and, but Brad is off fishing again. He's working on trying to button up uh, the Mayhem 10,000 casts. The 20, it'll be the 23 season. He's working on buttoning that up. So if you haven't gone over and subscribed to Mayhem's 10,000 casts on YouTube, go do that. You can also check it out on Facebook, and you can check it out on Instagram. So new content coming from Brad and Chase and crew in January and then um, yep. you know the, so that'll be fun and exciting and I'm sure Brad will have more to say on that when we get him back because we're going to bring him in on this episode but he's gone right now and I'm trying to get a jump on editing since I have a little bit of work to do in a short period of time but right all right Carrie well you know before we you know go into our regular infomercials about the two companies you know let's talk a little bit about show season and that'll be kind of maybe a little bit of our infomercial you know, is Mayhem going to be having anything new, exciting that they should be coming out to a show for? I mean, I heard rumblings that there might be something new, but I don't, I haven't actually heard anything recently about it. So is that, you got anything you're going to have to showcase for the show season this year? I think so. But in all honesty, I've only heard rumblings myself. I've seen a few prototypes. I've seen a few fish caught on prototypes. I've not officially myself even been told what's going on. So we have to wait till till Mayhem's ten thousand cast gets back. But you're like the heart and soul of Musky Mayhem, so that's why I'm coming to you for this information. You should I know, you know, should know. But sometimes sometimes there's only so much one person can do. <laughs> uh, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> that, uh, no, I believe I believe there will be there'll be one um, one new bait. I don't know colors. I don't know anything, but I believe there will be one. All right. Fair enough. So anything else that you guys are going to be bringing to shows this year that people should get excited about? We have, we, well, we have a boatload of hoodies and t-shirts and hats and we have, you know, all our little standbys, cowgirls, double showgirls, um, juniors, uh, Brad just asked me the other day what colors we wanted to bring with. So if anybody has a suggestion on what colors they'd like to see at shows, send them on over. You know, you can contact us through Facebook or Instagram, or you can email us at muskymayhem05 at gmail.com too, to send me your suggestions. Well, and then of course we'll still be building custom baits. So if you have a color that you got and you can't find it anywhere or jump up a color that you think that you need to have, 
we can build a custom right at the show in, oh man, all kinds of different baits. I believe we bring double showgirls, juniors, cowgirls, supermodels, detonators, triggers, 10-9 combos. And there's probably more that we can build custom that I just can't rattle off the top of my head, Jeff. A lot, there's a lot of stuff there. You guys have an unbelievable amount of, you know, the product lineup just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So, and it sounds like it's going to even get a little bit bigger yet this year. A little bit. Carrie, there's also a rumor that I heard potentially that you're going to be in Chicago. Is that right? That is correct. It's the first time I've been in Chicago and I don't know how long. Meek was pretty little, so been quite a while so does that mean the first person that comes up to you that says that they listen to backlash podcast and asks you for their autograph you'll give a free double showgirl to sure all right i will be well the first person first person that comes up to carrie at the uh, chicago muskie expo and says hey i heard about it i heard you on the backlash podcast and if i ask you for an autograph you'll uh give me a free showgirl we're gonna give out free showgirls at least one not not girls, just one. one. All right, so there you go. You got to remember <laughs> that, though. I'm not going to remind you between now and the expo. So hopefully you listen to this episode I'll, and you go I'll to the show. Right. Yeah. Right. Definitely. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't expect this to go that that direction, did you? Not not really, but it's kind of funny. So I I can roll with it. All right. Well, that's good. Roll. You're always a good sport. That's why I like having you on. <laughs> What do you have coming to the Chicago Muskie Expo, Jess? Well, I got a few new things coming to the Muskie Expo, and we'll talk about them soon. I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun on them yet. One thing we could talk about though is Grandma Lures. There was a certain person that told me I had to get Grandma Lures, and we have them. Hopefully, by the time that you hear this episode, they are online as well. And I know the next question I'm going to get is, do you have customs, which we do not yet. We have 21 colors in stock, I believe, but we have, we're, we're in the process of getting some customs done in grandma lures too. So it's not a bait manufacturer that we've had before. So we'll, we'll have those online here. Um, like I said, by the time you hear this episode, we should hopefully have them. And if we don't, it will be shortly after, which I mean, assuming I work this weekend, I should get that done. And then, like I said, there's one other big one that we'll talk about soon. It's I, I've started to work on them. We have the product already. I just don't want to talk about it yet. So it's uh, it's not ready to to ship, and I don't have it online. But we will talk about that soon, and we will have all that stuff at shows. I know just recently, uh, Carrie Bahio sunglasses for anybody that you know listen to the podcast this spring. That was something that we brought in new. We're bringing in some new. Des- uh, they have some new styles, so we have some of that. And, um, you know, bulked up on the other ones. We'll have a display of those at the show too. So that'll be cool. And, you know, maybe we'll do some sort of, uh, you know, gift card giveaway or something with them too, or whatever. So you buy a pair of glasses, you get a gift card or something. I haven't, I haven't thought that far. I mean, realistically, until I decided to have a conversation with Mike, I hadn't really thought too much about musky shows, but sadly it's, I mean, it's that time, Carrie, we're not, you know, we'd usually be, we'd usually be closer to them than what they are, but they bumped out a little bit. Yeah. And so we have a little bit more time, but realistically, we need to start getting in gear for shows. Yeah, Brad brought in all, all our stuff to get all the carts to get repacked and everything last weekend. And then, yeah, I, you know, normally we'd only be like four weeks out here. Mm-hmm. Usually I'd be having huh. to start pricing stuff and getting stuff all ready for shows and, you know. Everybody'd be in a panic. 
Yep. We'll wait a little bit longer because we have a little bit more time and I might be able to enjoy the holidays with my family instead of living in the shop. Usually it's even like Christmas day or sometimes I wait till after Christmas day we'll be in the shop, but it's a, it's a long process. The kids usually have off of school and they hate it because I make them come out to the shop all the time to get ready for shows. Cause it's usually, you know, shortly after that, basically be like they're off of school from Christmas till new year's. And then uh, a couple days after new year's, we got to load the trailer and hit the road. So, and now we a little bit right. more time. So that's nice. It's yep. Yeah, it is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. It does make time in between shows a little bit shorter, but yep. it's still nice. So, Carrie, we but. talked we talked about shows, and but if you're still looking for gear right now, if you need something, if you're still fishing, or if you have a musky angler on your li- Christmas list, uh, you could still check out gear at teamrhinooutdoors.com. You know, like I said, the, some of the stuff I just talked about will be on there already. And then, Carrie, before we hit the road, why don't you have them, or why don't you talk about where else they can go shopping? Well, you can definitely go shopping at muskymayhemtackle.com. We have um, all the bucktails you can possibly dream up. And if we haven't dreamt it up ourselves, then you can dream up your own. You can still build custom bucktails off the website. Like I said, tons of clothing, hats. And if you want to design your own custom bait for your best friend, Musky Fisherman, you can do that right on the website also. All right, Carrie, we've uh, chit-chatted long enough. Let's go dial up our conversation with Mike from the uh, Muskie Expo in Chicago. Sounds great. All right, this week we're going to talk to Mike Vesserat from the Chicago Muskie Expo. He also runs the Milwaukee Muskie Expo, but for the purpose of this conversation, we're talking Chicago because, Mike, uh, you know, it's show season. You know, this is, um, we're, we're, let's see, by the time this one comes out, we're going to be first week or second week in December and you know typically well we'll talk about this in a second typically we'd be going you know christmas is right around the corner and then we got new year's and then the next weekend after that would be the chicago show but let's kind of get first off let me uh thank you for coming out and, and talking about this with us but second of all let's talk about the shows because the dates have moved a little bit too finally we're gonna have you know back-to-back years with the same venue but we, you you pushed it back, and I think all of us vendors are are thankful for that. Just because I usually spend most of my my kids have off, you know, between Christmas and New Year's, and I spend most of the time in the shop. You know, now I can actually hang out and do some family stuff. So, why don't we talk a little bit about you know the show dates, and and let's talk about the hours, and then we'll just kind of have a conversation about the uh, what to expect of the show. Awesome! I uh, appreciate you inviting me on today, Jeff. This is awesome. We are totally ramping up. The vendors have been signing up. We've actually been selling pre-sold tickets. Um, that's been brisk. The venue's booked. Um, it is a new week. We are a couple weeks later. Why that happened is because of just the way that the venue does their weeks. If we hadn't moved the week a little bit later, we'd be basically on New Year's. So we've opted to go through uh, just a little bit later. It's going to be January 20 through the 22nd. That's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday show. Friday, we kick off at 2 o'clock, and we do go till 8 in the evening. That's the latest that we're open. So if you get done with work, you know, you've got till 8 o'clock to come down and, and get in there and do what you want to do. If you've got a three-day pass, which we do offer on sale now and the other tickets, well, I'll get to that. Obviously, you can do Friday, Saturday, Sunday for a great price. Saturday, we start at 9 a.m., um, I'd love to start at eight o'clock, but I think the vendors would shoot me if I started that early. Um, I know most of you fishermen are up anyway. Most of us guys are up at four o'clock doing, you know what, because of, you know, what issues over the age of 50. 
And so I'm up, so I'm like going, wow, let's get going. It's nine o'clock, doors will open. Uh, the beer will be cold, and we're going to go till five o'clock on Saturday. We've got speakers showing up. We've got uh, a, an exciting list of vendors all on our website, and we'll get to that. And then Sunday is kind of like the finale day. Some people like to call it family day. Um, obviously, every day is a family day, but it is a little bit less of a congested crowd on Sunday. So if you do want to bring your young ones and you don't want them to get trampled, that's probably the day to do it. Um, we open at nine o'clock on Sunday and then we promptly close at two o'clock that Sunday afternoon. Um, so it's a, it's a jam packed weekend. We've got that. We've actually got a local chapter, which I'll be promoting at some point in time on our website. Uh, Muskie's Inc. chapter is going to be doing a little bit of a fundraiser. They're going to be doing a, a used swap meet on Saturday night. So that's kind of an after Muskie Expo event. For us vendors, we've got a couple other things lined up that really don't matter to any of things other than the vendors, if you're listening. But I'll get into that in the next two weeks. Speakers, we've got uh, a nice beginning light up, the all-star cast. And Doug Wagner's going to be returning. Jeff Van Remortal with his this university and all the stuff that he brings to the table. And then, of course, uh, Muskie Hunter editor, Greg Thomas. And obviously, there's going to be other other speakers and and we'll be finalizing that actually within the next week and that'll also be up on our website so if you can think of anything else jeff that i didn't put in this long-winded sentence uh feel free to ask let's talk about a couple things or one or one thing in particular so you want to talk about the location because like i said earlier this is going to be you know if you came out last year this is going to be back in the same location right that's a very good point where this show was held for a number of years was Pheasant Run. And Pheasant, Pheasant Run is no more. Um, between the Mega Center being mowed down and the hotel actually having a fire, um, it's that's that's a thing in the past. But we're kind of on to a newer facility. It's the Kane County Fairgrounds. It's right on Randall Road, right downtown St. Charles. The benefit to that is, is it's right next to a Costco. It's right next to a lot of other shopping venues. So even if you wanted to come in, if your wife wanted to drop you off, you know, there's places for her to go shopping too. And it's free parking. So it's not like you got to pay five bucks to get your car in there. That's just a real nice layout. The map is also on our website, muskieexpo.com. And that's IE, muskie with an IE and then expo, E-X-P-O. So there's a double E there and you'll find it. It's Chicago Muskie Expo. We'll have the directions up. We'll have the parking map up. Again, new venue, well-lit, clean. You know, I, I haven't even seen a rat trap or anything around the place yet. So that's that's telling compared to where we used to be at with the pheasant run. <laughs> For sure. Now, Mike, you know, the other pl- the plus to this this season as well, or hopefully it's going to be a plus, is, I mean, you know, last year we were still, uh, you know, hesitant about, you know, COVID restrictions and, you know, down there in Illinois, things were, you know, a little more bottled up. So this year we should be, you know, things should be back to normal and we we should expect a full crowd. Well, yeah, actually last year was a decent crowd. The younger people showed up and I understand some of the older people that, you know, their doctors are telling them, Hey, just be careful, blah, blah, blah. But you know, that that's pretty much going the way of the dodo bird here. So um, we're really excited to see see the crowds come back. I've talked to other promoters in different parts of the country that have been doing fall events, and the crowds have been actually very very substantial. So I, I would suspect that it's going to be a great turnout. 
Um, it's going to be a, a, a great party. Good, good time will be had by anybody that does show up. Um, we've got tickets on sale right now. They are discounted. We do discount up to the week before the show. So those tickets will be available 20% off. A daily ticket now is $12, uh, normally 15 at the door. And a three-day pass is now $20, normally 25 And we do have one other kicker, which is what we call the super ticket. It's a super Sunday ticket. And basically, it's uh, you buy the ticket, it's $50, and it includes five $10 gift certificates. So you get basically the 10 gift certificates for the each, you know, five for five $10 gift certificates for 50 bucks, but you also get in for free on Sunday. So it's almost like you're getting in for free. It's a $15 bonus. And those gift certificates are at Muskie Innovations, Chaos Tackle, Muskie Mayhem, Spanky Baits, and Beaver Baits. And if you buy a ticket and your buddy doesn't have the ticket, and let's say you want to buy something from Beaver and you want to buy something from Muskie Mayhem, but you've already got all of Brad Roo stuff, so you don't want to do that, but your buddy doesn't, he can use this ticket too. It's just only, you can only use it once. There's only one gift certificate per vendor on each ticket, if that makes sense. Yep. That's also going to be on our website. So if you need to, if you need to see it so that you can actually visualize what the heck it is, it's, it's our Sunday super ticket. It's a great value. It went over real well last year at Milwaukee. Um, I did not bring it at Chicago. I just didn't, I did not have time to get all the vendors lined up for Chicago, but this year we'll have it at Chicago and we'll have it for Milwaukee. All right. And we'll, we'll eventually get to Milwaukee. They were a little jump in the gun on that one, but you also did move the dates back on that. I know last year it coincided with the Super Bowl. And I, I mean, at this point in the season, I don't think we're going to see the Packers or the Bears in the Super Bowl. So it shouldn't interfere with any of the fans of those two crowds. But you know, that, that date got moved back as well. Yes. And that's more just because I'm old. I literally can't put on a show. I, I put on probably forty to 50,000 steps on, on these weekends, maybe even more. Because I, you know, I kind of quit counting after Saturday. And I just, I physically can't run two marathons back to back. Um, I think Jeff, you, you see me, I'm everywhere during these shows. So mm-hmm. it's not that there's a lot of fires. I just want to make sure that there, if there are any issues anywhere on the floor with the customers, with the vendors that I'm totally visible throughout the show, throughout all the hours of the show. I love to meet you. If you do see me, I'm usually wearing a, a black and green musky expo hat and a black and green shirt. Don't be afraid to say hi. All right, Mike, one thing I had in my notes here was that there's um, a pre-sale drawing. Is that right? I don't think we've mentioned that yet. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. So the best way to get your discount right now is to buy it online, but we kind of added some juice to it this year. Uh, we're giving anybody that bought their tickets prior to December 15th or December 15th and prior, anybody that buys a ticket to our show, either a super ticket, a three-day ticket, or even a single-day ticket, their name is automatically being entered in to win one of two $100 gift certificates to Muskie Fool. And Muskie Fool's got some very unique fly-type lures and stuff like that that we can all throw. Um, it's just, it's just, it's a different, it's a different animal for the Muskie Expos. They were with our show last year. It's an exciting addition. They're even, they're, they're basically tripling their, their floor space for this year. So, they're going to have a great product offering. It's going to be great to see them, you know, kind of grow within the show. Hope any one of you that buy a ticket that you're the lucky one that wins it. 
So, Mike, I think that pretty much wraps up most of what we need to talk about. We covered speakers. You know, the, if you're looking for more information, go check out the Muskie Expo website. And before we head out of here, I'll have Mike hit that up again. You can get tickets there. You can enter into your pre-sale. You know, I'm sure that you're gonna, the vendor list is going to either hopefully be up when you hear this episode or shortly after. So you can you make sure your favorite vendors are there. And, and the majority of the, the bigger names that you would expect to be there will be there. So, um, you know, Mike, I want to thank you for, again, for taking time on a, on a Friday and talking musky fishing with me and talking about the musky expo. But before we head out of here, if people are looking to get all things musky expo, why don't you give them that website one more time? It's real simple. Musky with an I E expo, all one word, muskyexpo.com. You'll just click on it and Chicago will pop up and or Milwaukee, either one will get you the same website. You'll be able to discern whether you want to click on Chicago or Milwaukee. And you can, you know, right on the front of it, you can buy your tickets if you want to do that. If you want to take a look at the venue, that's right there. If you want to take a look at the vendor list, that will be up shortly. If you want to take a look at the speaker list, that also will be up shortly. But, I mean, we this is our, I believe, our 28th year in, in Illinois that a Muskie Expo has been going on. And it's, it's just, you know, it's always a great show and it's, it's Jeff it, it, to a great degree. It's also credit to people like yourself that are at the show. You're going to be able to meet. If you want to come meet Jeff in person, come to the show. Jeff will be there. Um, if you want to meet one of the Suics, Mike Suic will be there. If you want to meet uh, the owner creator of Muskie Innovations, Brad Rue will be there. This is where you get a chance to actually meet the creators and makers of all this stuff. So it's going to be a great, exciting weekend. It always is. And I uh, look forward to seeing you. Sounds good, Mike. Well, I will hope that you have a you know great holiday season and we'll look forward to seeing you in Illinois in uh, on the, on the 20th. I'll actually see you on the 19th because we got to get in early to make sure we have set up with our booth. It just takes a little while. So we'll be there. We'll see you on the 19th, but you know, Mike, I want to thank you again for taking time out and uh, talking musky expo with us. It's uh a fun, it's a fun time and we're all, we're all looking forward to it now. It's, you know, fishing season is essentially over for most of us. So now it's time to look forward to, you know, when we get to get, when we get together and we, you know, talk muskies and uh, check out all the new gear and new colors and you know, everything musky under one roof, it'll be a fun time. So if you can make it out to the Chicago Muskie Expo, I certainly uh, recommend that you do. Awesome, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, so there you have it, Mike, with the um, Chicago Muskie Expo. And the reason for that is I just want to get people thinking about Muskie Expos. I mean, and they're coming, and they're coming quick. They'll be here before you know it. Next thing you know, it'll be Christmas and New Year's, and then, you know, we're, we're you know, right into show season. And if you've never been out to a show, it's a great time to talk to manufacturers and retailers and just muskie anglers in general. I mean, it's all it's everybody who's passionate about muskies under one roof. And you can, you know, check it out at, you know, many different locations. We're not just talking about Chicago. We're just trying to kick it off with Chicago. We'll be in Chicago, Milwaukee, Minnesota, and then we do the Wisconsin Expo. I know Muskie Mayhem doesn't do that one, but they'll be at the other three. So just want to get everybody thinking about that. And since the season's starting to wrap up, we figured we'd go there. But Brad, you know, since the season is starting to wrap up, the other thing we want to do with this episode before we, uh, you know, launch episode 200 next week is we want to talk a little bit about you know, the season itself. And I know you have a few thoughts on it and then I have a few thoughts on it as well. Yeah, for sure, Jeff. You know, it's interesting. Uh, our season here in the Northland is over and obviously there's uh, plenty of opportunities if you're still looking to muskie fish right now. Throughout the South, throughout the East, um, there's always an opportunity to go and 
I definitely hope to try to do that a little bit more this winter. As a season in a whole, in my opinion, lots of ups and downs, lots of lost fish. I'm not sure if you can relate to that, Jeff, but it seemed like our fish were nipping and uh, not fully committing to the baits. And it definitely presented a issue throughout the whole season for me. I'd like to tell you that I lost fish, but I didn't have that problem. I had, it seemed like when they committed that day, they committed that day. And I know I've heard it from multiple people about how difficult the season was. And I know that it was a struggle for some, you know, for, for many, but I didn't have that for the most part until the end of the season. Once we were in this weird transition where it it felt like, you know, it was warmer than anticipated and then it was colder than anticipated. That's when I, I, I struggled. But prior to that, I had a decent season for the amount of time I got on the water. I didn't have a ton of time on the water, but that's been the case for the last three seasons. But anyways, so for me, I didn't see that on the water. I did see, and the other thing too, I, I, that I don't know if anybody else saw, but I didn't notice was a ton of follows. It seemed like the fish for me, they ate out and they ate good and I put them in the net. So I, I guess if you're looking for uh, you know, a plus for me, that's, that's the way I want it to go. I don't want them to, I don't want to have to get them to, you know, eat at the boat if I can get them to eat away and, and I want them to come right to the net. So I, I can't argue with that part. Well, I think you, you hit a couple things on, on the spot, and that's weather being one of them. Um, and I would agree with you. I didn't think about that until you just said it. But you're right. It was a lot of bites away from the boat, right? And so it just was, it was strange to me, Jeff, because generally speaking, throughout the whole season, I don't lose very many fish. And I hadn't lost very many fish for quite a few years. It didn't matter if it was casting or trolling. We, uh, we ended up losing quite a few fish trolling throughout the fall as well. So it was unique in that aspect. I don't know exactly why that was happening. Um, I wish I did. But uh, I think you hit the number one, and I was going to talk a little bit about weather. Weather played the largest factor for the bite this year than I've probably seen in forever. But as guests of ours have said, I've always said it, weather is the trump to all, right? So. Weather is always that factor that, uh, that all musky fishermen should be aware of. And when there's weather coming in, it's time to get on the water. But I can honestly say it played the largest factor this year than it's ever played. I mean, it was definitely one of the keys to success on the water. And it definitely did not change throughout the whole season. When the weather was changing, we got solid bites. Um, there was days where we might not have hardly any activity. And then on that right day with weather, we would get four or six fish, you know, it, it's that crazy. So definitely something that, uh, that I truly noticed throughout the season. The minors and majors really didn't play as big a factor. Sunrise, sunset, moonrise, moonset, all of those different factors really weren't as solid as normal. I never found a true pattern to that. But like I said, Trump's all weather definitely would play a major factor. Yeah, which is, I, I find it to be a little bit strange because, I don't know, it's, I'm having a hard time thinking back to spring now, but spring seemed, well, maybe it was late again. I don't know. What, what was it? What was it? Was it late? I thought it seemed a little bit more normal, but now I'm thinking back to ice out for northern Wisconsin, and that was late. Some year, it would be fantastic if we had what I would call a normal spring, you know, where weather starts getting warm in March, it continues warming up through April. And then in May, it you know kind of does what May normally does. It'll be up up and down a little bit, and but 
you know, you, the, the fish spawn, the ice comes off when the ice would be expected to come off and, and we just had a normal season, but I, we don't, it just, the weather doesn't seem to ever play into that these days. Yeah, it's strange, Jeff. I mean, there's definitely some weather pattern changes, right? <laughs> One of the things, and it played out a way, this way again this year, for whatever reason in the falls, we get ultra cold in October and then November warms back up. Now this year, it was a little bit different because the beginning of November really, really got cold. And I know it put a huge damper on a lot of people's fishing. Um, they were dealing with some hard water. For the areas that, uh, that didn't freeze, you actually could get back out at the end of November with relatively pleasant weather. So the springs, it's been strange that way too. It seems like it gets warm early, then we have a little bit of cool downs, and then it warms back up and it cools down and it warms back up and it's back and forth, back and forth. And I definitely think when it comes to musky fishing, an even keel, you know, a slower warm up going in and being consistent without large cold fronts in the spring definitely seems to always kind of set the, the tone for the season, if you will. And in the last couple of years, we've had those early warm ups and then we end up with a huge cold front. And it's for whatever reason, it just seems to put a damper on the season. Yeah, but the weird thing is, it seems like things have shifted slightly in a sense, you know, from like, you know, we, I ha we have more warmer falls now, I guess, than what I would say. I mean, even I'm looking, you know, we're at, I don't know what to, what's today, the 6th of December and we're st like, I looked at the long range forecast and there's nothing in there that's like bitter cold. I feel there's still some lakes here in Southern Wisconsin that I'm fairly positive. If I wanted to go fishing yet, I maybe would have to clear off some ice at the landing, but I think I could still fish and you know, in many years, that's, that hasn't been a possibility. So you see that, you know, we've been seeing that warm up pattern more and more. Like at some point you're going to get this bitter cold through the, through the fall, but then it's like, it goes away and then, and then it shoots up above normal again. So it's, it's almost like things have shifted a little bit. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. It sounds like an invite. Um, I might have to come over there and go fishing with you, Jeff, <laughs> uh, but you're right. It's definitely strange. It almost seems like we're a month off of where we used to be. Does that make sense? I mean, I just don't understand the backside to these warm-ups. Yeah, we get that cold, and then all of a sudden it's nice out again. Uh, it's very strange. That even keel of cool-downs and warm-ups definitely is different than it used to be, and, and that's been for the last three to four years. Yeah, it seems like we're a month off, but in the same instance, it's almost like we miss a month in there somewhere. Because like June's been warmer, typically it seems like lately, than what it what I can remember as a kid. But July's been about the same, but then August has been about the same. So I don't I don't get that part. But then you your September, October's, and November's seem warmer. So I'm not exactly sure. I I don't know. I can't explain it. And I know that like you know as like and I want to go back to being well. I wouldn't even say as a kid. So it was probably about. I don't know, 10 years ago, there was a March and it was like literally 80 degrees in March. Like we went down to fish in Illinois and it was early March. I think it was probably ninth, 10th, something like that. And we knew it was, it was hot out already. We were wearing, I mean, my one buddy we went with was shirtless for, you know, part of the trip. And so, and we haven't seen any of that stuff. It seemed like we'd be, it'd be pretty common for us to see a 60 degree day in March or, you know, or late March or whatever. And, and then, you know, you'd maybe even see a 70 in April, but I haven't seen a 70 in April and I don't even know how long it's April's like 40 degrees and it stays at 40 degrees for the entire month. 
Well, it's definitely relative to where you live. Um, over here, if you look at the 10 day, it's going to be pretty bitterly cold. So I, I don't know. It's a good thing if you're an ice fisherman, right? For anybody that's uh, an ice fisherman, they're probably happy right now. They want hard water. And in my neck of the woods, it's definitely different than it probably is in your world, Jeff. And I think generally speaking in northern Minnesota, it seems to always be a little bit colder than northern Wisconsin. But, uh, yeah, there's there's guys reporting to me that there's four to nine inches uh, north of me. I have not been on the ice. I'm not looking for that ice at this point. But sometime soon, I hope to get out ice fishing a little bit at least. Yeah, let's not talk about that right now, Brad. I'm still... I'm still maybe thinking there. I'm I'm still holding out hope. I'm not. I'm going to get out one more time. It's not looking great, and that's not necessarily because of the weather. That's no mostly because of my schedule. But um, you know, I'm looking. F- I w- I would like to get out one more time. But I I had a buddy of mine that was actually texting me this morning. He's like, "Hey, we're going ice fishing on Sunday. <laughs> you looking to get in?" And I was like, eh, "No, I I need to go and coach third graders in basketball on Sunday, so that's not going to happen." But um, it's it's coming, and we can't avoid it for too long, which is. You know, it's sad, and it's always disappointing when the season ends. Yeah, it's it surprisingly goes quicker every year, and I know some of that is because of age. Uh, I think that some of it's because I have a kid, um, and I know your schedule, Jeff. You have you got a whole tribe over there with the four mm-hmm. kids, and uh, your hands are full, that's for sure. And I think all of that busyness in our lives, whether it be business, kids, family, um, it just seems like it just goes quicker and quicker and quicker. And I'm a little dumbfounded, you know, when you, when you're in it and you're fishing every day, you think, man, we still got a lot of season left. And the next thing you know, you're dealing with cold weather and wondering what's going to happen in the next couple of days, if it's going to freeze up or whatever. But, uh, I don't know. You need to find time to enjoy this sport. That's for sure. Yeah, Brad, it's definitely the, the time flies. You need to find a way to get out on the water, but you know, in the meantime, since we're not going to be getting out on the water, most of us anyways, the Midwesterners aren't going to be, you know, you guys did a bunch of filming this year and I'm sure you guys are getting pretty anxious to put that stuff out. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well, I've shifted gears from spending time on the water to sitting in front of a computer and doing a bunch of editing jobs. Man's 10,000 cast will launch off on KOTV January 7th, as well as YouTube. So Definitely uh, looking forward to the new season. We've got 12 episodes this year. You know, it's a, a bunch of different episodes with casting as well as trolling. Um, we hit some water down in the south throughout Ohio, um, spent some time in West Virginia, and then we, uh, we spent a bunch of time here in Minnesota, and we did a little more traveling this year, so that's kind of cool. And we're planning on next year doing even more traveling, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's kind of a mix of action and, uh, education, and it's basically just raw musky fishermen, you know, fishing, I should say raw musky fishing. I kind of want to make the show look like the point of view from the angler themselves. And I think that's important. And my technical abilities are maybe not up to par with, uh, some of the better editors out there, but the bottom line is it's, it's purely entertaining. And you're going to see some nice muskies get caught and mixed in with a little bit of education. So we're looking forward to it. It's Mayhem's 10,000 cast. Check us out. Well, if people want to check you out, where are they going to go find it? 
Well, a couple different things. Uh, the KOTV app on the Roku, um, any kind of Roku device or mobile device, you're able to download KOTV, which is Keys Outdoors TV. So I know there's a ton of listeners out there that probably already have that. It's real easy to get to. And then you can follow along with us throughout social with uh, Mayhem's 10,000 Cast, both on Instagram and Facebook. And then the last part of it, I guess, is uh, they're also available right on YouTube. And Brad, I think one pe- one thing people should know is just because you guys own Muskie Mayhem Tackle and you got Mayhem's 10,000 Cast, they're essentially separate entities. And it's not just all about Muskie Mayhem Tackle baits. I mean, you guys pretty much use everything. Yeah, the interesting part, Jeff, is my daughter. Um, she just turned 12. But when she was 11 last year, she's the one that came up with the name Mayhem's 10,000 Cast. And... So I kind of had to make it stick, right? And and it really has nothing to do with Musky Mayhem Tackle. Musky Mayhem Tackle is its own identity. And um, the TV show, we're using everything and anything. Um, we don't have any lure uh, sponsors. So it enables us and empowers us to be able to use anything we choose to use when the fish are going. It should make it interesting because, like I said, I mean, if you guys aren't leaning towards one thing, you're not trying to find a bite to fit a, a lure. You guys are just using whatever lures it takes to get the bite done. Yeah, exactly. And I think there was some confusion last year with our five uh, pilot episodes that we did. It was kind of funny. We go to the shows and, and there was a few lure manufacturers that came up to us and said, what are you doing? You're, you're using our product on your show. And I said, absolutely, they work. I mean, that that's the gig, right? It's kind of interesting. Um, I think because of that mayhem name, in the TV show, it definitely uh, rose some flags and people were thinking, well, it's only going to be Musky Mayhem products. Not the case, not whatsoever. I'm just hoping maybe there's a chance you guys threw a couple Team Rhino Outdoors custom colors in there. Yeah, the cool thing is, is that Team Rhino Outdoors stepped up and sponsored the TV show. And so if you're going to watch the show, you're going to see a bunch of different TRO products that uh, are catching fish out there, whether it be a custom color or a standard uh, bait color you know that's the beauty of team rhino outdoors they offer both yeah definitely and that's not it wasn't necessarily by design it was by customer feedback you know they were like how come i can't get a black and nickel bucktail here i said well yeah. black and nickel bucktails are standard bucktails but if you want one we can get them and they're like yeah we want them we want to just buy everything from you so it was a uh, customer feedback that got that moving that was never in my plans i wanted to do strictly custom colors but we, uh, we do listen to what our, our customers have to say, and we prefer to uh, try to keep them happy, which is why our inventory keeps getting bigger and bigger, Brad. I mean, nothing's changed over here. We just keep adding more this year, and it's been another busy December trying to continue to add product. And like I said, you know, I teased it a little bit, but we have new stuff coming, and, and it'll be online here shortly. And you know, some of it you might even see in some of your shows, Brad. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody will see that in the shows. Um what you've done is you've uh, you've ch- kind of changed the whole dynamics of retail. And by adding all those customs originally and then now picking up the standards, and even like in some of the cases, the standards might be weighted different. So you're kind of setting yourself apart. And I, I definitely think that uh, you've done an outstanding job and the customer service and the loyalty to your business is uh, all on your shoulders, Jeff. That It's much appreciated. I hear it all the time, and it's really cool. Yeah, I certainly appreciate the kind words, Brad, and fortunately we still have, you know, 
we still have some things to go. I mean, we're not your one-stop shop yet. We're still looking for certain brands that we want to add, and we're still looking for certain items that we want to add. We would prefer if we had everything that you needed for musky fishing under one one roof, and we do not have that yet. So we're still in the, in our quest for that. There's still certain things that we're missing, and we realize we're missing them, and we're doing, I guess, everything we can to try to do that. In some instances, there's a certain brands that, they maybe they're not as interested in working with us because of the uh, lack of a brick and mortar, you know, uh, deal. And some of those doors we're starting to kick down now. And so hopefully we continue that because, like you said, I mean, it's it's our quest to do that. We're not just operating in in the uh, basement anymore. And you know, we're a, a legit business, and we want to continue to you know have that professionalism and and have every brand that you guys expect and want. Yeah. Well, I know this, Jeff. There's going to be a quite a few announcements of uh, a couple examples of what you were just discussing there. And uh, I'm excited to announce some of those things. I know uh, I'm sure you are as well. It's just a matter of getting that to come full circle. But as an example, I mean, let's look at the grandma line. You just added that recently. It's remarkable because a grandma is one of my favorite trolling baits that I've ever owned. And I catch quite a few fish on them every year. That's a great uh, example of what you're doing over there. The Heo sunglasses. I mean, I, I'll have to say this, Jeff, and I, I know I said it earlier this year when I first started wearing Bahios. I think I wore Costa Del Mar sunglasses for 25 years, maybe even longer. And I wore Bahios for the first time this spring and basically was convinced, hey, this is the avenue I wanna go. And guess what? I shared that with you. You brought them into the store. And hopefully that's going good for you. So definitely always on the edge. You're doing the cutting edge stuff, Jeff, and that uh, will definitely keep you in the in the in the fight. Well, I certainly hope so. So, Brad, you know, I did mention it was uh, Tuesday, December sixth. This episode comes out tomorrow, and it's uh, currently two o'clock in the afternoon. So we got to get this rolling. And you know, is there anything else you want to add to this episode before we uh, before we send it off? Well, I know it's not quite the end of the year yet, Jeff, but uh, I guess the biggest thing is, and I know you feel the same way, is uh, let's, again, thank everybody for listening, putting up with our uh, craziness on this show, but it's been a fun ride. Looking forward to episode 200 here coming up shortly. Yeah, for sure. We got a little bit of work. We got to get on that one as well. We're not all the way buttoned up there. Looks looks like a, a day of you know, finishing up some final recordings and then putting it all together. So it should be, I'm anxious to put it out. Hopefully the, uh, you know, the response to it is good. I know it was for episode 100. I will tell you it's not three hours long. At least I don't think it will be. I don't, I don't anticipate it being at this point, but, uh, who knows? We still, like I said, we still got a couple of guests and some of them could probably get long winded. So it might be a little bit longer, but we want to thank everybody for listening to us this week. We want to thank everybody for putting up with us for 199 episodes we look forward to putting out our 200th episode next week and we hope you all enjoy it and and thanks again for you know putting up with us